0: Create Art Podcast Project, National Novel Writing Month, and National Podcast Post Month. Hello, friend, and welcome to Create Art Podcast, where I help you tame your inner critic and create more than you consume. I'm Timothy Kimo O'Brien, your head instigator with over 20 years in arts and education. Now, how do I do this? Well, I provide you with commentary, interviews, discussions, and projects that will inspire you to create art. Now, this month, November of 2021, I will be podcasting daily and writing a novel all within that 30 days. I'm participating in Ne Pod Pomo, which is National Podcast Post Month, and Nano Rimo. I did this last year. I want to do it again this year and you will find all the episodes right here at createartpodcast.com. Now, you'll be able to listen and read along to what I wrote for the day. I do like to practice what I preach when it comes to art, so I'm challenging myself again this year to write and have you come along for the ride. It's my hope that this inspires you to accomplish your goals with your art. And if you'd like to share what you're doing, feel free to email me, Timothy. At createartpodcast.com. So let's get this show on the road. Okay, so I did write yesterday on the 27th um, 1,379 words, and that brings our total to 38,438. Um, Yesterday, I was feeling like I was pushing it a bit, and uh, then I was like, oh, okay, I'll come back to it, and I didn't come back to it, so um, didn't hit the goal, but uh, I, I think, like I said uh, in the uh, last episode, that uh, I'm just looking right now at this point to uh, finish off this novel, um, and we may finish it, we may not finish it, but you know what? We're having a good time with it, so let's get going. Carl broke the gaze first. He started eating the oatmeal and drinking his coffee. He looked back at Myra, who was eating her omelette with relish, and motioned to Cheryl to eat her food. He wished he had telepathy to tell her what he was thinking at the moment. He wanted to find a way to break the curse so that no one would be hurt by it anymore, even if it meant his life would be forfeited. He was willing to make the sacrifice in order for Myra to be free and his family and friends to not have to deal with the possible hurt that the curse would incur upon them. He knew Shiro would try to talk him uh, out of succumbing to death in order to save everyone else, but he didn't feel like he had an option. He would read through the diary and find the, find out its secrets. He would do it over the weekend when everyone was asleep and whatever solution came. From this, he was prepared to do. He had the same feeling when he accepted his terminal diagnosis. Peace descended, and he was actually on a euphoric high for weeks that his ex-wife couldn't understand. When she figured out what he was planning back then, she put a stop to it. His suicidal ideation at the time is not what entered, ended their marriage. It was the after He accepted his impending death, and she would not let him go quietly, the way he wanted to go. He felt that Cheryl was cut from the same cloth. Everyone finished uh, their breakfast quickly, and Myra took the dishes to the sink to soak. She headed back to her bedroom and got changed. Carl and Cheryl sat at the table looking at each other. You look tired. Do you want me to drive out there today? asked Cheryl. Want to take some coffee with me, and I should be fine. I've had weeks of sleepless nights before, and coffee keeps me alert enough to keep moving," replied Carl. I have today off, so I can stay here the whole day. But we need to talk about the living situation soon. I'd like to move in before next month and break my lease. Is there a charge for parking here? Asked Cheryl. I got two spots included in my rent, so adding you won't have an effect on the price. I'd like you to move in, and we can talk about uh, marriage and what that looks like and all that other stuff. With you living here, uh, we will have uh, the time to do that, replied Carl. We also need to talk about you and your care and what that looks like if we're going to need a nurse to come in here and help out while I'm at work. I know you have this tumor, but I don't know your progress through this battle, and how we get to the other side. Before you say a word, there will be another side that we will get to. I'm not you, losing you quietly, and I'm not going to let you give up. If you didn't know that I can, if you didn't know that I can be as stubborn as you, you do now. I told you I'm in this for the long haul. Now, what were you thinking about? And if you say my beautiful eyes, I'll puke in your lap right now. Joked Cheryl. She was trying to show strength to help alleviate, to help alleviate Carl, and he recognized it. Do I get to pick the nurse? Asked Carl. Only if her name is Olga and she's older than both of us with a wart on her face as big as a quarter. Said Cheryl. I was hoping for somebody with a pus-filled gritter so that I that I would have to lance it on occasion, said Carl. You don't really like being serious, do you? I got it. It's your coping mechanism. Just so you know, I can keep uh, the joke rolling right along with you as long as you do what you need to do to stay with us for a long time, said Cheryl. Okay, but if Olga says I need to wear adult diapers in bed, don't complain about the smell when I eat fast food tacos, joked Carl. That's your usual man musk. That's why I'm attracted to you, said Gerald. We do need to figure out how to break this curse before anyone else gets hurt. We can talk once we get over to Nate's, and I'm sure he might have some ideas. We don't know if this stuff is related to her or if it's the diary. I'd like to think it's related to the diary. I'm going to go hop in the shower and get ready. Give me a few minutes. We'll figure this out, I'm sure. I'll be damned if I'm going to live in a horror movie where the kid is the monster, said Cheryl. She went to the bedroom and, uh, that they shared and closed the door. Carl was left alone in the kitchen table at the kitchen table with his coffee and his thought. Myra finished up and sat at the kitchen table with, with Carl. Are you going to get ready to go, asked Myra. Well, yeah, I'm just waiting for Cheryl to get done in the shower so I can cl- get cleaned up and get dressed, said Carl. Something happened last night, didn't it? Asked Myra. Well, I don't know how to tell you that, but it seems your dream became a reality. Everyone is okay, but we were really scared there for a minute. Has something like this happened in the past? Asked Carl. I don't remember uh, ever having this happen. So Uncle Nate, Vince, and Angela were in trouble last night? Asked Myra. Let's just say they they all experienced what you dreamt about. Do you remember anything about the old man and what he looked like from your dream? asked Carl. I think I saw a picture of him. I think if I saw a picture of him, I'd recognize him, but I don't want to see him ever again. He was creepy, said Myra. Well, we might need you to look at a few pictures to find out who he was, and then we can try to understand what happened to my friends and family, said Carl. Do you think you could do it for them? I already know how brave you are, and I'll be here to protect you. I know you will, said Myra. Myra grabbed another glass of chocolate milk while they waited for uh, Cheryl to finish up. And when Cheryl came out of the bedroom, Carl went right in without a word. He closed the door and started the water to splash on his face. It was cold and didn't warm up, as Cheryl had used up the remaining warm water. Carl wasn't angry at He welcomed the freezing water on his face as it woke him up to another level of consciousness. If he felt that he was ready for the day, now he really felt ready for the day. It reminded him of one of his first apartments that hardly ever had warm water. When he was done washing his face, he put on some deodorant, slipped out of all of his clothes, and then changed them. While changing, uh, he looked at himself in the mirror and thought about Myra trusting him to protect her. This made the decision to read the diary even harder. Carl got finished uh, dressing and walked out to find Myra and Cheryl sitting at the table, still drinking and talking softly. Okay, let's grab those kids some lunch and head to Nate's, said Carl. They walked out and climbed uh, into Carl's car. The drive was an uneventful one except for finding something vegan that they would all enjoy at the grocery store. When they got to Nate's, they saw Carl or mine's car, in the driveway parked next to it, and parked next to it. Seth and Rachel were at the front door waiting for everyone to come up. Uncle Carl, long time no see, said Seth. I know you can't get sick of seeing my face, Seth, said Carl. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to today's installment of Shared Diary. If you like what you heard, you can go to the website, createartpodcast.com. You can go to this post and leave me some comments and let me know what you liked and what you didn't like. I would suggest reading through last year's work first to know who Carl is and who Myra is and who Cheryl is, and who all these people are, uh, that would probably help. So again, we'll see you tomorrow, and I just wanted to let you all know too that sometimes I might miss a day or two in this month. Sundays are the days that I usually catch up if I miss any days during the week. So make sure that you're subscribed and following whatever podcast app you're using. And I want to thank you for listening in and reading uh, the story that I'm writing eventually will be for you. Have a great day. And this is a GagglePod East Studios production. GagglePod, where we've been helping creatives tell their story with podcasting since 2017 take a look at gagglepod.com and you'll see all of our network shows all of them are designed to help you podcast see you next time